Break It Down with Rick and Tim is also available to watch on YouTube. Oh, that was very bright and exciting and wonderful. It'll go great in there. I like it. And don't forget to check out our website. That's right. www.breakitdownwithrickandtim.com the hell's going on? It's a good question. I'm glad I'm Italian. I'm not white. You kind of are. <laughs> Why does it have to be the big chicken? <laughs> Why does it have to be the big chicken? Why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> I was right. And yes. you were racist. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> I still have a belief that Sasquatch is out there. But that doesn't make me crazy. And you give me that face, and this is my issue with you. You're a questionable person. This is a podcast where Rick, a Generation Xer, and Tim, a millennial, come together and try to find answers to our changing world. Break it down with Rick and Tim. All right. Happy New Year, Tim. Happy New Year, Rick. Good God. Do you have any New Year's resolutions or Do intentions? Do I have any New Year's resolutions or intentions? Oh, I have some intentions, if you know what I mean. But I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. I have given up drinking soda as best I can. You saw my refrigerator. You're right. I kind of forced you into that one. Yeah, it's going to help with my weight loss. Mm-hmm. And what have you been doing? Uh, I've been exercising more, and I know that sounds cliche, but I also started exercising before New Year's. I just want to state that. Uh, so my goal is to keep up on my exercise and maybe eventually do a pull-up. Do you see a lot of hot guys at the gym? I don't usually scope out the dudes. You can tell when there's a hottie and there's a naughty. John Cena. Hot. <laughs> Donald H. Christ. <laughs> Not. They put the ellipticals right behind the stairmasters. I don't know why. And you're and on the elliptical. And I'm on the elliptical, so I just have whoever's on the stairmaster. So I got oh. that angle. So everybody's a hottie from where I'm at. The problem is, is then the TVs. You got to look in between the stairmasters to see the TVs. So I'm watching CNN, but everybody on the stairmaster keeps looking behind them like this asshole staring at my asshole. Let's get physical, physical. I don't know if you guys have noticed that I've been watching our podcast, but we generally wear a lot of Star Wars T-shirts. We do, and I don't know if you guys can notice, but right here is Rick's hand in my shot every single time. Just so you know, I just realized because you do a lot of this and there's a lot of like you flying this. I'm just letting you know. Get the f- ow. That <laughs> 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 oh, was the gayest ow I've ever done in my entire life, and I've had anal sex. <laughs> my God, damn! <laughs> oh, that took a weird turn. We tend to wear our Star Wars T-shirts quite a bit. Yes, we do. Oh. <laughs> Gee, I am so shocked. Loser. I am. Imagine if we did a Star Wars podcast. Oh, trademark. One of millions. There's a lot of them out there. Sure. And all they do is bitch. Oh, but they do. Have you heard of the Den of Nerds? To be fair, whenever we talk about Star Wars, all you do is bitch. Well, I have an excuse. That's true. (laughs) I'm a gay man. He's just bitchy, I guess.
I've just about had enough of you. There have been nine Skywalker films. Okay. Out of the nine, which mm-hmm. one was your favorite? Out of the nine, which one was my favorite? Good God. Oh, that. how do you choose? I'm going back to my experience with all of them, right? So my first experience with Star Wars was in the theater. We watched them. Um, it's the reanimated version. The right? special editions? Special editions. So we went and we saw those in the theater, and those were cool. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible. On the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. I remember seeing the ones that they redid when I was like, I don't know how old I was when the uh, the first one came out, number one. Episode one Episode was in 1999. 1999. Jesus, so I was... Oh, no! 11. Me so back. And it was cool. I was entertained by it. wasn't my favorite, uh, but it was neat. Mine was, and is, and will always be The Empire Strikes Back. In fact, that is the one movie I always pop on. The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Why? Because it was a deeper story, and good yeah. guys were getting their butt kicked, and Darth Vader revealed himself to Luke Skywalker as his father, and... Él me dijo que tú lo mataste. No. Yo soy tu padre. Some pretty it really was the climax fantastic. of the story, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was amazing. Return of the Jedi had its moments, but to me, it was the Empire Strikes Back. You know, I think when it goes back to it, it was always a new hope. The very first? The very first, because it's that first experience you have with yeah. it. You came nothing? You're braver than I thought. Nice, come on. It's the familiar story. Hmm. Uh, and the good guys win. Boom. Although, um, I did like the Return of the Jedi. And I think it came down to, at the time, I just liked the, the action, the effects, all the, the cool stuff. Now, when Return of the Jedi came out in 1983, I was 12 years old. And I think one of the telltale signs of me being gay was me dressing up as an Ewok for Halloween. <laughs> and I think there's a picture of it, too. Oh, my God. It's right here when he finds it. <laughs> Straight boys would dress up as Evil Knievel or Del Earhart and me, an Ewok. Here's this little fuzzy teddy bear. That's kind of a red flag. Yeah, maybe. Or rainbow flag, however rainbow you want to look flag. at it. <laughs> 1983, Madonna was just coming out. I could have dressed like her. You could have. Hey, 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 come on, Vogue. The new movies that came out with J.J. Uh, Abrams, Ruin Johnson... And J.J. Abrams again. Yes. Did you like them? Were you upset with them as much as I was? Uh, Yeah, because I felt like they were taking us somewhere, but they never really got us somewhere. It was like, okay, where are we going with this? Let's keep going. And then, so, so the first movie, it was cool. It was like they set you up, right? And they set you up for all these storylines. And then the next movie comes in, and they didn't pick up on any of the storylines. Well, yeah, all Ruin Johnson did was pull pull down his pants and take a big dump on Star Wars. <laughs> God, I guess Literally. you could say that. No, he yeah. was a brilliant cinematographer. Those shots he made, 
beautiful. They were, they were gorgeous. Fantastic. It was, it was very, very well done. He should um, have been just the cameraman and the story photography, was not so bad on the second one because I didn't understand it. I was like, what the heck is this? Like the whole tension between uh, what was the uh, Kylo Ren? No. Ray? No. Finn, Finn, and the Asian girl Rose. The Asian girl Rose. Mm. That whole thing, like that, was there, but then it wasn't like developed. It went nowhere. It went nowhere. There was no point for that storyline. There was other than let's show Space Vegas. Yeah, I mean, and a strange horse race. Well, and 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 that that kind of sucked because they, they it was a missed opportunity for like development. Like they could have. They missed it was a missed it was a missed opportunity. But they put God. the seeds of magic in there. That did not grow to a beautiful tree. For right. example, that little boy, the slave boy that sure. helps them, at the end is revealed to have the force and mm-hmm. uses the force of the broom. Yeah. That would have been a perfect reason to explain why Luke went off the deep end was because his family got killed or taken from him. So why was it then, this is this would have been a great topic for Let's Trigger Richter. What caused, uh, what was the director? Ryan Johnson, but I call him Ruin Johnson. So what what caused Ryan Johnson to do such a terrible job? I think he's arrogant. Okay. And ignorant. And he um, was given a free pass to do whatever he wanted. And so he thought, I'm just going to make a bunch of really cool shots and string them together however I want. And turn Luke into an absolute intergalactic asshole that abandons his sister. Sure. When he never abandoned Darth Vader. It was just, oh my God, you're like, it's not meant for us. These movies were never meant for us. They're meant for a whole new generation. It was. And in in what generation? Why why would they make Luke? Like, and that's the thing. Like, who who was their audience? Who was his audience? Yeah, they were still aiming towards 12-year-old boys. And now girls. (laughs) Yeah. So they succeeded with enticing the girls with the whole Raylo thing that's still ongoing on the internet. Ray and Ben Solo, that whole love story. That's a thing. It's a huge thing. And I don't think it's bad. It's one of the better things that came out of the sequels. Sure, because the only thing that came out like the the bad boys, right? right? But yeah, I I think The Force Awakens was the best film out of those three. Somehow Palpatine returned. Well, and that's the other thing, like going back to that whole thing, like they created again the opportunity for a story to be told with Ray and yeah. Kylo Ren, and it would have been a really cool story to tell. Uh, again, a missed opportunity because it all came down to action scenes. He wanted to be Transformers. You know who's a good director when it comes to sequels? James Cameron. Oh. Terminator 2. Okay, yeah. And Aliens. Okay. To me, they were better than the original films. He recently did Avatar 2 The Way of Water. Did you see it? Uh-oh. So we're going to do uh, Let's Trigger Richter. And uh, this one is right up your alley. The new Matrix, Avatar 2. Mm. I wasn't impressed by either of them. Yeah. You know what? The Matrix movie was more about the girl. What was her name? Trinity. Yeah. Which was cool, but instead of making it all about getting Neo back, make it about her and have Neo come in at the end like they did with Luke Skywalker at the end of The Force Awakens. Sure. That would have been a better movie. I agree. Uh, Avatar 2. (laughs) Here we go. James Cameron does have that reputation for making excellent sequels. He's been lucky. Terminator 2, Aliens. 
had a lot of high hopes for Avatar 2. To me, it was just Free Willy meets the Titanic. It was an extension of the first Avatar. Same script, same cast. Quaritch is the bad guy. They found a way to bring him back. So instead of fighting Neytiri, now he's fighting Jake Sully. And it's just... The movie began to have some magic at the end when Quaritch's son, Spider, saves him. And he realizes that he's been saved by his son. There was a change in the character. And that's when the movie ended. Right. That would have been like, for instance, when The Empire Strikes Back, when Darth Vader tells Luke, no, I am your father. Right. He could have killed Luke. He didn't. And when Vader says, no, I, end of movie. Where's the rest? We needed more of Quaritch's little dilemma of not being such the bad guy. Well, that let me slow you down here because you're a bit triggered. Um, <laughs> it sucked. It did. Um, and But I think at the same time, you have to remember, he's trying to stretch this across five movies, which is exhausting. And I blame... Marvel. Um, okay. Yes. That's a very good analogy. Right. Because it's going back to... T- there's, he's trying to take that series and turn it into a comic book series where there's all these different volumes and all these different stories and all these different things. And it's just... There's not enough. It needs to be maybe three movies. Like, that sp- specific spot you're talking about would have been great right in the middle of the movie. Perfect. Yes right in the middle and then you're right and then we have some development after that because there needs to be more more to it right because all we got was oh they came to a new place and oh they're assimilating that's cool let's spend half the movie assimilating into this new place even though we know that the bad guys are right behind them and they're gonna blow this shit up right so now i'm triggered rick <laughs> <Yeah>. holy <laughs> shit. well and the humans are once again the bad guys right all the time humans aren't always the bad guys we can't be human beings aren't always the bad guys human beings aren't always the bad guys no but guess um, what <gasps> Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Adele song. Rumor has it. Avatar 3, the Ash people, I think that's what they're calling the movie, are going to be dealing with volcanic Navi, and they're not going to be good guys. So they're changing it up finally in Avatar 3. They're going to make the... the, So that to uh, me is going to be the real sequel. Right. Avatar 2 to me is not a sequel. It's just an extended edition of the first movie. Sure. And it's long and it's just setting setting people up. Here's the thing. I I was kind of like meh throughout the, the movie up until that ending part where like the ship crashed and that whole scene that was where it got you're right right at the end is where where it got good and you could really tell the underwater scenes with the bubbles and all that stuff and it was nice but that part when spider says don't let go it was right out of titanic as they're going down into the water when the ship was sinking (laughs) that was just like the biggest eye roll in the theater everybody groaned oh my god see cameron wanted to have his titanic part two i guess he had kate winslet in this movie Did he? Who was she? Kate Winslet was in Titanic Rose. No, and she was that. also the, the tribal mama, the one that was pregnant. Oh, no kidding. That was her. I don't, don't know her name. Another issue. I, okay, I'm going to tell you the good things about the movie once I finish shredding this. He's triggered. The two sons of Jake Sully can't tell you their names. They both looked alike to me. Uh-huh. They should have given one of them 
brown eyes. Or something they to just all, differentiate them. They all have yellow eyes except for the water Navi people. They have blue eyes. Give, since Jake Sully's kids have four, uh, have four fingers and a thumb, they should have given one of them brown eyes. Or give him a distinctive face tattoo. Or something. something. something because needed. here's the thing. But here's the other thing, too. It was so predictable, that whole situation with the brother. Because the whole movie, they were developing every single character as if they're ready to create a new story. And he, they didn't develop Jack with that kid. You just knew they were leaving him behind. He wasn't going to make it out of this movie. <laughs> and it, it, it sucked because it's like, okay, so I, I'm not going to create this, like, relationship with him because i know he's gonna die and on top of that his brother is kind of a, right. a loser um it just it was frustrating it was a frustrating dynamic because it was just so predictable the wonderful things about the film special effects there's no touching it yeah it was fantastic. fantastic music was great when that ship jumped when it was crashing oh that was perfect mm-hmm. that was a fantastic Although I will say this, there was when it came around the island, like that scene was the same shot they had when. Oh yeah. When the, and well, I was just like, oh my god, that was just when the right airship. On, yeah, yeah. Airship. Like, ah. yeah. Special effects. There's no getting better than that. No. Um, well, and that is the problem. That's what triggered me, Rick. That's why I put this in here because it goes back to like the Matrix, right? Why was the Matrix so amazing? Every single time. Because every single time, it it produced something new, a new technology. It was the first time they had a fight with everybody in CGI. That was like (laughs) Matrix number two. Um, And, yeah, it was cool. But then this next one came out, and it was just, let's just make fun of the Matrixes that we made. And Keanu Reeves was like, that's all we can do. We can just make fun of it. Now, the reason why that movie was made was because the movie studios were going to do it with or without the Wachowski sisters. Right. They told Lana, the director... We're going to do it with or without you. And so she's like, over my dead body. So that's her franchise. I get it. That's her Mm -hmm. thing. And I'm glad she stepped up to the plate and did it. Yeah. But yeah. But it could have been better. Oh, of course. Well, because I, I, and I also feel like there was a lot of, you know, smite. And there there was no cookies from the Oracle. Yeah. And nothing was right as rain. Right. And here's the thing. They could have done it. They could have done it. Here, here's my thing. Like it, there was there were moments where like people were like thrown through like a pillar and then have them grab the person pull them back through the pillar again and rebuild the pillar real quick and then throw them through the pillar a second time you know, do something <laughs> stupid right. do something outrageous that's what makes the movie so good right. is they push the envelope of what the heck happened and in the matrix your mind is literally in control so it's just like i'm gonna build up a brick wall and throw right. you through it i want to see that In this next segment, Rick and Tim riff on a few serious things that they have experienced in the previous year. All right, so what did 2022 bring for us? Let's start with personally. What did it bring for you personally? 2022 showed me that I can attend a university and complete a full semester with excellent grades, despite the animosity i was perceiving from generation z yeah screw you kids (laughs) because i had always dropped out of college Uh, i even attempted to attend unlv back in las vegas when i was living there and i couldn't finish a semester at unlv and i always felt ashamed about it 
now at Portland State University, I now have three terms slash semesters under my belt. And I have one more to go and two more classes. 2022 has been a band-aid on my personal views of myself. So I, I think better of myself now because I was able to accomplish it. I'll feel even better when I graduate. So what about you? Um, you know, it's been a roller coaster. Started off, and I think you remember this, with one of my students getting shot. That's so like yeah. the first homicide in my city of 2022. It was really, really, I focused a lot on my work. And it was trying to rebuild what COVID messed up. And also, it was building something new that, that we needed that we probably, I probably would have tried to build had COVID not come through. At, at the end of the day, like 2022, felt like we were trudging along because we started out with the death of one of my students and then uh, rebuild of our entire school system, basically. Uh, it ended with the death of uh, a, a kid I went to high school with just Christmas Eve, crashed his truck into a tree and died. So it's been rough. It's a rough year. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then also a newspaper article came out about uh, the students in our or the the kids in our community and how gun violence has affected them. And that's uh, personal to me because I was featured in it. I work closely with a lot of those kids in our community. 2022 sucked. Although, let's go back though, uh, because this is the thing. Uh, in my line of work, you come home and you, you just... You have to go, whoa, I just got to go through all the things that sucked because that's what we just both focused on. But then you have to look at it and go, okay, what were the positives that came out of 2022? No, mine was positive. Your, yours was positive. Mine was not. Uh, so the positives for mine, uh, you know, I'm thinking, thinking. Number one. Number one. You created, helped create a podcast. I helped create a podcast. Yeah, I did. That's great. We did that. So. I stepped out of my comfort zone, did something new. Uh, yeah. Is it getting easier? It's getting a lot easier. I mean, it, the nice thing is learning how it goes. I'd like to learn all the editing and stuff at some point because, I mean, this is easy. We're figuring it out. Yeah. We started in the dining room. <laughs> we did. And in, moved into our studio. That's right. It's wonderful. You survived COVID. We survived COVID. We, well, COVID you, was already- You caught it, right? <laughs> yeah. But I didn't have it bad. It wasn't but, like but I, it, I mean, but it's not a survival. I mean, I survived it, but it's not like it, I. I don't even think I had barely any symptoms. So, but you tested positive. I did test positive. Yeah, when I was sick with bronchitis over the summer, I tested and it was negative. But I had a big pink plus. So I was like, oh, oh God. boy, in Z formation. <laughs> Apparently, the COVID test also tests if you're gay. Oh, boy. Look at that. What was yours? What was your... Uh... It was negative. Sorry, Richter. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Rick is thirsty. You're gay until he proves otherwise. Yes. In the court of Richter, you are gay until you're proven straight. And I've not had a good track record lately. Right. <laughs> What's going on? The January 6th committee finished. They delivered did. his report. Donald Trump got busted for the documents that he stole from the National Archives. That's huge. So mm -hmm. uh, 
The war in Ukraine. War in Ukraine. Good gravy. But here's oh. the thing about that. Here's the thing about that. Okay. It sucks, but it's really good for our military industrial complex. Yeah, because I guess there was that new Senate bill that passed. Right. And it's going to help us out there, blah, blah, blah. It's going to help everybody. And here's why. Because Ukraine is going to get weapons they need. And United States manufacturers and weapons companies and all their partners and business people are going to say, great, go ahead and start ordering the new stuff and we'll start making it because you're going to need to replace all that stuff you're just giving away. Yeah. And so what it's doing is it's jumpstarting our economy. And if I remember correctly, what the, 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 the people who basically set up the military industrial complex were brilliant because they put a little bit of everything in every single state. So like if there's a battleship, it's like built parts from all over the country. And what that does is it, it makes it so nobody ever wants to get rid of it because everybody benefits from it. I think for the world, the one tremendously positive thing that happened this year was the James Webb telescope. Yes, that was cool. That was exciting. And the second thing was the Artemis test launch, which went wonderfully around, up and over and around the moon and back. So it really was a year for space and exploration of space. Yeah. We're going back to the moon, baby. And on top of that, now we have a clear view and vision of, you know, everything, which is cool. I wonder what kind of telescope they're working on now to send out there after this one. You know they are. Oh, sure. The universe. For all we have learned about it, we have only just begun to reveal its secrets. I hope in my lifetime that we'll see photos, clearer photos, not obviously HD quality, but something of what's orbiting around Alpha Centauri, our closest stellar neighborhood star. Supposedly there's planets around Proxima B. I've heard that. So, yeah, we've seen planets with the... Kepler thing and the magnification, et cetera, et cetera, from other star systems very far away. But I want to see what's in our backyard. I, I think in my lifetime we'll see it. Yeah. Then I die. Then you die. <laughs> yeah, at the age of 85. But she on CNN. Oh, and this is something I think we've talked about, but I don't know if we talked about it on the show. But what if you have the option to stick around for a little longer, like download your consciousness into like the yeah, internet? Did. Yeah. Uh, mm. Then never the find. But uh, if you can have your family with you as well. Yeah. But if you're the last man standing, you don't want to do it. No, I wouldn't want to. That's like more of the torture. So, it, Unless it was my career and it was my job and it was my passion to do something like that. But um, sure. ask me again in a year. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, your mind might change. And that's yeah. the important thing to remember from this show is that you have to understand that as creatures, we're always evolving. And if you don't allow yourself the space to evolve your thinking and, and change evolve your, mind. your ideas and change your Be mind. Objective. That's what it is. Yes. Humanity. I don't know who said this. I'm sure somebody did. Uh, it's been said out there before, but humanity has made it this far using one really cool tool, the mistake, <laughs> right? Cause you make a mistake and then it fixes itself now, and do it better the next time. People want to know Tim. Okay. Why did you decide to become an educator? I like teaching because 
there was a an innocence to it, I guess. You could shape and help me put these kids on the right track. And I just saw a lot of trauma. Hmm. And so I just kind of stuck with it. I just thought, you know, because cause I grew up in, in, in privilege, I suppose. Uh, and there wasn't ever a real big struggle. And there was a lot that I grew up with. And, and I, I get, I'm Catholic, Rick. I felt guilty. So I decided to stick with teaching to help. To, I'm a white savior. What do you want me to say? Rambling. Let's jump back here. Let me let me restart. <laughs> Are you hopeful now with this past election being over? Yeah, I am. Well, I'm hopeful because here's the reality. Like, it's bad. And people are suffering, and it's starting to affect people now. I mean, look at the interest rates. And so people are now noticing. Here's where I see belief systems. People are very much stuck to their ideas. They don't allow themselves to grow. Their dogma, yeah. And that's the problem. And people are getting tired of the fight. I'm tired of fighting with you. Battle fatigue. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. We go back to like... Again, politics, what does every politician say? I'm going to go to Washington. I'm going to fight for you, right? It's always a fight. I don't want to go fight anymore. And I think that's what's happening with like Russia and Ukraine. It's like, well, and uh, they just don't want to fight. It's not because of anything other than one man's greed. Russia would have been fine without Ukraine. Yes, there's the argument that uh, it's basically the Cuba of Russia. <laughs> well, not Mexico? No. You're talking about size? No, I'm talking about the political situation. Russia put nukes on our doorstep in Cuba. Oh, way back when. Way back yes, when. I think we talked about battle, this. The, the Bay of Pigs. Bay of Pigs. Uh, but there were the, the nukes, and Kennedy negotiated those, I think it was Kennedy negotiated those out of there because those are right on our front door. Yeah. And so from Russia's perspective, we're the baddies, right? And we are, if Ukraine joins NATO, which they were trying to do and have been trying to do forever, even though we were saying, no, 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 no. And we probably should have said no and and kept things chill if we wanted things to be chill. But Russia, from their perspective, was like, well, we can't let them get nukes in Ukraine. If Ukraine joins NATO, they're going to get nukes. And so Russia used that as an idea to jump off and go and attack them. Now, if they would have gotten Kiev in three days, then, yeah, they'd probably been like, let's just keep going. We'll go to the next one. Probably Moldova would have been next. I think they were talking about troops lining up there anyway. But then Ukraine was going so bad, they just chose to, you know, wait. And that would have been their their jumping off point. I'm lost. It's okay. (laughs) I'm also starving. I'm hungry, too. Uh, is there anything open right now? Everything's open. Oh, is it? Just not on Christmas. That's true. It's not. <laughs> Rick had a really sad Christmas. <laughs> Are you welling up? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Rick. I, what happened was I went out to have my Christmas dinner since I don't cook. Mm. And uh, every place I went to was closed. There was one restaurant open with one waitress with five tables and the entire restaurant's entirely open and there's like 50 people in the lobby trying to get their name put on a list an hour-long list so i decided to get in my car and drive around in circles for about 45 minutes until i decided to come <laughs> home and microwave some chicken it's even sadder the second time <laughs> oh my god 
If it was my fault, I went out to eat at 7 o'clock at night. And yeah. how late that was. But... Should have gone to like a bar. Would that even open? Probably not. Maybe. I don't know, but have you seen the people that go to these bars out here in Oregon? <laughs> they, yeah, they're... I don't like to associate. I'm not talking about the weirdness, the we- Portland yeah. weird. No, we're talking about the Trump. Yeah. yeah. You went to Christmas Eve dinner with us? Speaking of those people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a very good time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It was a lovely Christmas dinner. I love Chinese restaurants on Christmas. Ah. That's Christmas Eve. That's where we go. It was good. Uh, and it's it's a delicious place, and they always have a wonderful atmosphere, and they treat us great. It was the first time I've ever had Chinese on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's like a hidden American tradition to go out and have Chinese on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Because they're, they're, open. they're open. Yeah, it's true. They celebrate L- L- Lunar New Year, and, and there's other holidays yeah. that they celebrate that are more important than Christmas to them, because Christmas is a consumer holiday. Yeah. It really is. To summarize the differences in our personalities between me and you, mm-hmm. I think I've come down to two differences. I always will go no matter what for the joke at the expense of my own self-respect. That's true. Or objectification, whatever that is. But I will always go for the laugh for the joke. And my dad always used to say to me, you always got to be the clown. He's a troll. <laughs> You have a tendency, and I think it's because of your work life, you always go for the serious. Do I always go for the serious? And since I edit these shows and I hear your voice incessantly playing through my head. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, you're, you're a very serious. You have your moments of laughter and banter, but you, we, you break things down in a very serious way. It's a little rigid but not bad not in a bad way it's not like rachel maddow because okay, she's queen of delivering oh, the sure. message and here it is boom yeah so yeah well i think it's important you know with topics not to uh, to be to allow humor of and course, space of course there has also, to be a, uh, a balance right you gotta still maintain like the right. purpose serious question about religion okay possibly a serious answer with a serious voice here it comes, Rick. I'm ready. The subject of division has been, I think, groomed in us from the beginning of time. Absolutely. And religion is a wonderful example of division. You have to be with God. You got to be with God. You got to behave or you're going to go to hell and you're going to be burning for eternity but god loves you so it's like oh my gosh like that's a joke by george carlin but nonetheless you get the message yeah so, you have to fear god and then but then satan was according to a fallen angel yeah he went to war with god whatever we all make mistakes what about all about forgive why can't we forgive satan well why, why it is all evil why do we gotta objectify and say that this person's this fallen we, angel we is... don't well, here's the thing you're getting caught up in the semantics of it why do we have to separate ourselves based on the name we call god and how we act when we talk to him or whatever you want to call god your being of choice why do we got to fight over that because it's how we maintain power you got to get your flock. So everybody grabs everybody. And the easiest way to grab people is fear. Yeah. Religion is They're division. coming for you. The enemy is coming for you. They thought they had me. 
But Jesus came. But then Jesus came and saved me, which is fantastic. Uh, and and now, now I'm gonna go spread that word to everybody. We need to find the song and make that the actual intro for our show. Oh my god! Hey Richter, you should ask me about my name. Why, Richter? Tell me about your name. Uh, my dad wanted to name me after a football player in 1971 when uh-huh. my mom was pregnant, and my mom wanted to name me Victor. But my dad was sick and tired of all the victors in our Italian family. Of course. So they came upon the name Richter. When I was looking at some uh, marriage certificate stuff of my parents, they were married someplace where someone's name was Rector. So I think maybe that kind of stuck in their head. Oh. Because mm-hmm. my brother's name was Randall. Oh, okay. Interesting. And you, Tim, were named after a religious person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a chapter, Timothy. Oh, sure, there is, yeah. What's that chapter? It's a chapter in the Bible. Uh, what's that one verse? Oh, Timothy chapter t- 2, chapter two, verse 12. It's the worst one in there. What is it? It basically tells women to shut up. Because the devil thought he had me. And Jesus came and saved me. And this bitch slapped my wife and told her to stop talking. <laughs> Jesus. And now it's time for Let's Quiz Tim. Oh, boy. What year did recreational marijuana become legal? Like legal is in like... States were now states starting were now. this out without the medical card. Recreation. Uh, I want to say... Okay. So if I think back real quick, just to, to when I first experienced that moment where i saw my first pot shop where was i okay and what year did i live there so i'm gonna say 2015 2012 ah i was gonna say 2012 damn it there are two states that did this what were they colorado and california oh washington sorry yes (laughs) yes california was slow yeah colorado and washington Mm. what was the longest Prison term for marijuana possession. 30 years. Richard DeLezzi was arrested and sentenced in 1989 to a 90-year term on marijuana crimes. Good gravy. Now he's free. I think there was more involved with that, but that sure. was the stiffest I can imagine penalty. there's probably, like, uh, I'm sure we can look it up. Yeah, there's more involved. Sure. We'll go with that. Who... Tim who confessed to People Magazine that CBD saved their life. It was somebody famous, um, and I, I remember hearing about it, but I don't remember who it was. Hint. Give a name. It's a female. There's your hint. Yeah, no, I know it's a female. It's a female. Who is the one female they always talk about? Britney Spears. Well, okay, that's that's valid. <laughs> okay, well, the one female they always talk about, Miley Cyrus. Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. I don't follow the Kardashians. Well, you should. Why? Because. What was the very first Cheech and Chong movie? The very first Cheech and Chong? Yes. I don't know. Up in Smoke. I just recently watched the beginning of that movie, and it is ridiculous. What year did it come out? 19... 
Four. Oh, Five. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Well, whatever. I didn't do too well on that one. The next show is the last one. Thank God. No. Yo soy tu padre. Break it down with Rick and Tim is also available to watch on YouTube. Check us out also online at www.breakitdownwithrickandtim.com.